Okay, uh, good afternoon, boys and girls, deplorables, delcons, morons, everyone around the world listening to episode 56, I think it's 56, of the Pushing Rubber podcast. Uh, my name is Adam Piggott. I am the host with the greatest most of all times. You know it's, yeah, uh, 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 you love it, you want it, you're going to get it, you slag. Okay, um, first of all, I've adjusted the volume. So people said to me, I had a few comments on the on the podcast last week that it wasn't loud enough. Well, fuck me dead, have I turned everything up. Whoa, I mean, I've turned it up way, way, way the fuck up. So, uh, I don't know, you, uh, you work out if it's uh, loud or not. And then uh, it's probably now going to be too loud and I'm going to get all these comments going, man, my ears. Let's get right into the uh, podcast. I have to do a bit of a reply to Aaron Clary. I'll do shout outs now. Captain Capitalism, Aaron, sponsors this podcast because he's the man. The man! He's the man. Yeah, man, he's the man. Um, So go check him out at captaincapitalism.com.blogspot.com. He has books. He has podcasts. He has small furry animals. He has uh, a consultancy business that tells his customers to go fuck themselves and, they, and they're happy for him to do it. <laughs> sound, does that sound intriguing? He's one of the few economists in the, the libertarian alt-right manosphere Cappy doesn't inhabit the alt-right or the manosphere as such, I don't think. But he does. And he's one of the few guys who actually speaks intelligently on economics. So check him out. Anyway, this this week uh, on Cappy's podcast, he was talking unintelligently about soap. Uh, he was complaining that there's no soap. No, he's not in jail. Um, he's doing a road trip around and he's staying at his friend's houses and he's being... Uh, ungrateful enough to then get on his podcast first of all he names them he names them including the great one over at uh, snickle libertarian imagine that you get cappy comes through stays at your house you know uses your shower sleeps on your couch eats all your food drinks all your booze kicks your dog sleeps with your girlfriend and leaves and then then gets on his podcast complaining that there's no soap there's no soap First, I can understand what he's going on about, but he's actually, he literally means bars of soap. So apparently, um, people have shower gels or something like this, and it's not good enough. You need a bar of soap. First of all, first of all, (laughs) Cappy complains about uh, there's no way he would ever use someone else's loofah. I had to look up what a loofah was. (laughs) I don't think these exist outside it. United States of America. United States of America. I don't think they... I don't, I've never heard of them. Um, and looking at them, there's no way that I would ever use someone else's loofah because it just looks like you'd be rubbing someone else's um, uh, short and curlies around your body because this, this loofah looks like the perfect thing to catch unwanted hair from unwanted places if you understand my drift. Drift. 
So Cappy says he wouldn't use someone else's loofah. I'm with him. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, I'm with him. I'm so with him. But I wouldn't use someone else's bar of soap either. Because the bar of soap has been in the same place. The bar of soap has probably been in worse places than a loofah. Think about it. Think about what you're using this to what. Why would you want to use someone's bar of soap? Why would you want to do that? And look, it'd probably be sitting in one of those soap bars stuck there and there'd be like, there'd be like hair stuck into it. And if there's, if you're really unlucky, there'd be unidentifiable other liquid stuck onto it or dried out or kind of, you know, why would you want to use someone else's bar of soap? What the hell is this? Don't forget also that Cappy's riding around on his motorbike at the moment. Now, I've done rides around on motorbikes. I think the longest I went riding a motorbike and not showering or washing was five days. I was pretty grotty. I was a bit of a mess. If you're going to be riding around on your motorbike, you've got to be grateful for any shower that you're going to get. You don't get on a podcast and start complaining about it. Then he goes on, I've written all this down here, I had to write it down. He goes on about the products. Apparently, Cappy uses something called Irish Spring. Now, I had to look this up, and as soon as I saw the, as soon as, I'm assuming this is like, so it's not, it can't be body washed because he's been crapping on about how he needs bars of soap. So I'm assuming it's up some kind of cheap, extra cheap shampoo or something like this. I, I, it just looks like you may as well have got got body wash that does commercials at, appealing to 11-year-old boys. I, I don't know what's going on here. So look, everybody, personal hygiene is a man. Let the good Adam talk to you about this. I have always been one for personal hygiene. Uh, I've, it's, it's kind of, over the course of my life, my adult life, it's kind of a regular comment from girls about how, how good I smell. Um, oh, that Adam, that Adam is a complete prick, but he smells great. Smells great. Now, smelling great does not mean that you upend a whole bottle of aftershave over your head. Subtleties, subtleties, young, young boys and men out there, subtleties is what's required. So first of all, there's a few things you've got to work out here, all right? I'm going to write them down as I say them to you, just so I can get it clear in my head. Number one, the types of products that you're using. Mm-hmm. Types of products. Number two, how much and how often. Mm-hmm. Number three, I don't know if there's number three. Types of products. Okay. I'm going to... I don't know if anyone's fathers has ever taken them aside and gone, Son, you're starting to grow hair in strange places and you're starting to smell bad. You know, let's go to you and I got to have a talk. <laughs> Come down, sit over here, right here, son. We're going to have a talk. We're going to have a talk, you and I. We're going to have a talk about personal hygiene. That's right, personal hygiene. I don't know if anyone's father's ever said it to them like that. Hopefully not. Um, okay. 
I've been a, from a very early age, mid-teens. My, my dad did not teach me anything about personal hygiene or anything else for that matter. But I did learn from him about personal hygiene from observation. And I noticed that uh, he had an underarm deodorant stick. And I can't remember, let's just say it was, let's just say it was Chanel. That's one of the you know big things. I don't think it was, but it was kind of like along that line, like a, a good aftershave. For those of you who don't know, like your, your good men's aftershaves, your, your top quality ones, they don't just do the aftershave. They'll do they'll do everything. So they'll do like they'll do a body wash, they'll do an underarm stick deodorant, they'll do a spray deodorant, all with the same scent. They'll do a aftershave gel. They'll do they'll do they'll probably something even do shampoos with it as well. So first of all you go for a good brand, you're not going out for some teenage you're not you're not doing the old spice or Adidas root or something awful like this or Irish fucking spring. Okay, something decent. Um, hang on a sec. Let me let me just go. Hang on. Hang on. got the products that I'm using at the moment now I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a aftershave aficionado I have to say uh, and my wife likes them too she buys me uh, whenever she goes on a business trip she buys me something and the thing the the aftershave that I'm really uh, a big fan of is um, by Hermes is the French luxury labels brand and it's called Terre it's spelled T-E-R-R-E Men's, so I have the, I have the spray there. I have the underarm stick, stick deodorant, and I've got, I've got the um, aftershave balm, and I have the shower gel. No bar of soap, sorry, Cappy. All right, let's start with underarm stick deodorant. Uh, I think the underarm stick deodorant for this goes for around um, 25 or 30 US dollars, something like that. Uh, and all of you are now like, you've got to be kidding. I can get bloody spray on Rexona for $4.99 or some shit like that. Okay. Number one, if you use $4.99 spray on deodorant, you'll smell like you use $4.99 spray on deodorant. Number two, stick deodorant lasts a long time uh the average lifespan i get out of a stick of stick deodorant this is using it every day uh and applying it well like i'm not i'm not holding back i'm not you know cutting the mustard out or something uh is around six months i get them to last five or six months and i use it liberally liberally uh, stick deodorant, I also... Now, this is a personal thing. For me, a stick deodorant works better than a spray. The spray, 
I just don't seem to like it very much. Stick deodorant. Also, these these really good quality stick stick deodorants. You don't you tend not to sweat. I don't know what they're sticking in there. Probably it's all full of cancer causing shit. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Look, everything causes cancer. Looking at hot chicks on the internet causes cause, will give you will give you cancer of the knob eventually. It does. It does. Looking at hot chicks on the internet gives you cancer of the knob. Who would have thought it? Who would have thought it? Stick deodorant. So, got the stick deodorant, got the shower gel. In the shower, you use the shower gel. You only need a small amount of it. You get out, you use the stick deodorant under your arms. You've shaved, obviously, before you've gone in the shower, because you, uh, the modern man shaves every day. The spray, uh, the aftershave, you don't actually use on your face. You're going to be putting this on your body, like on your chest, spraying it around your chest, that area down there. Um... The only things that you use on your face are your aftershave balms or the splash um, aftershave. So you've got you've got the aftershave that's the spray, and then you've got the aftershave that you can like tip into your hand, all right, and you put it on your hands like that. That can go on your face, but the spray one doesn't go on your face. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. Who would have thought it? Who would have thought it? No one's ever told you this. No one's ever told you this. Here I am telling you this. Shampoo. For God's sake, don't get any, any, any types of shampoo with fruits in them. Cappy was going on about mango this and kiwi fruit that. What do you want? You want do you want to smell like a forest? Like a, a tropical forest? What are you, what are you, a fag? Jesus Christ. Get a good, a good, oh, I've got to go to the bathroom again. I can't remember. What f- God damn shampoo I've got. Okay. Shampoo and conditioner, separate ones. Don't get a two-in-one, God's sake. Uh, what I'm using is Redken. Um, it's by, I don't know who makes it. Um, Redken, R-E-D, red is in the color of red, K-E-N. Uh, it's American, Fifth Avenue, New York City. This stuff is expensive as fuck. Like the... The shampoo and the conditioner, I think, came to something like 70 euros. Um, But once again, you only need to use a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of it. Your hair will thank you. What else have I got here that I pulled out of the shower? Clinique for men face wash. Yes. Wash your face. It's also good just behind the ears in the shower where all the gunk gets in. Then, when you come out, you get this alcohol stuff. Oh, fuck. I just should have brought my whole goddamn bathroom. Where is it? Something my wife took it. You get this stuff. Oh, hang on, it's in the cupboard. So Clinique for men, Clinique for men, really good facial uh, face care stuff. So face wash, 
Then you get out and you get this stuff called exfoliating tonic. Lotion exfoliante. And that, that dries out your skin. And then you put on the moisturizer. Yeah, put on moisturizer. Um, black guys are really good at uh, putting on moisturizer. Um, white guys tend to not be so much. That's why older white guys look like their face looks like the side of a leather boot. Especially if you're riding around on motorbikes all day, you probably want to use moisturizer. Are you using moisturizer, Cappy? Probably not. Um, now, people will say to me, Cappy might come back to me and go, what, you're spending this money? You're spending this? You're spending that? Blah, blah, blah. Well, first of all, you spent this stuff lasts for ages. It lasts for ages. God. Second of all, look, Cappy, if we're going to sit down and have a cigar, is a shitty cigar good enough for you? Can we just get some piece of shit Nicaraguan rolled like, you know, dead turnip cigar? It's, it's, you know, because the other ones are expensive, right? Get what you pay for. Boys and girls. Boys. Boys. If you have good personal hygiene, Pick a product that you like. It might be Polo, Sport, Black Label. It might be Chanel Blue for men. It might be the Hermes, Terra de Hermes that I use. There's lots of them out there. Pick one that you like, but also pick one that girls like. <laughs> use this stuff, but use it subtly. Subtly. Always smell good, girls notice. Here's what you're saying to girls if you smell really good. You give off this freshness. You're saying to the girl, my personal hygiene is top notch. Yeah? Why do you think girls find this important if they're considering whether or not they might just might want to sleep with you? Why do you think that they might find this important? Let's say there's there's three or four of you there. There's one really hot girl. Let's say all of the guys are there. All the guys you're competing with in you, you're all alpha males. You're all funny. You're all well-built. You're all equally good-looking. You've all got the moves. You're all absolutely equal, but you smell better than the other guys. You're probably getting lucky. Okay? Just so you know. So there you go. That's my response uh, to Aaron's podcast this week about there's no soap. Soap. Who the fuck uses soap? Okay. Now, I came across on Gab. Uh, someone linked to this, um, this post by a female singer-songwriter uh, it was written back in March of 2017 this year called Katie Ferrara, who's uh, based in uh, L.A., apparently. Um, and uh, the name of the post, and I'll, I will link this. I've got to write this down because sometimes like, during a podcast I say that I'll link this and I, I never do because I completely forget. So link the batshit insane... Um, female singer-songwriter. Um, I really I really don't like uh, female singer-songwriters at all. Um, I think the only um, 
The female female singing songwriters just, just really they really give me the shits. Don't know about you, but they really really give me the shits. Especially the ones with the guitars. They just they give me the shits big time. Um, I think the only one I've ever liked was Jewel. Jewel was the only singer-songwriter I've ever liked, and that's obviously because I wanted to fuck her. <laughs> obviously. There's something about Jewel in that video on the horse. I don't know. This Katie Ferrara trick. Um, she's got... First of all, I listened to half of one of her songs off her... Uh, off her... Uh, <laughs> website and honestly the 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 song started and i was i was just like oh no and i just waiting for it to start singing and i had a pen in my hand and as soon as she started singing i started writing down the first thing that came into my head and this is what i wrote she has a voice that makes you want to just go out and slowly drown kittens that's 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 what Katie Ferrara's voice does for me. If you want it, here's here's the song that I was listening to. It's called Dreamcatcher from 2016's album called Imagine Cat Music. So we've got a uh, before before uh, older women become crazy cat ladies. Uh, the first step towards that, of course, is crazy cat music. So this is this is this is called In Your Arms. In Your Arms. This is the this is the name of the song. I'm gonna read out lyrics for you. <coughs> Are you ready? In Your Arms by Katie Ferrara. In your arms I am saved. I have found my own place. Safe and warm in the silent night. In your arms, nothing can harm me. I'm troubled, but I'm worry-free from eyes that only see what they want to see. Do you want me to go on? Do you want, do you want me to go on? Jesus Christ. Jesus. Jesus, Mother of God. What about this one called Jackets? Opening line. I'll keep my secret. I keep my secrets behind locked doors. You got the key. Maybe I'll show you more. No, I don't want to see what's behind your locked doors, sweetheart. Uh, I want you is the next. Got a kind of a common theme happening here, isn't it? You can buy me flowers and ah, that's the end of the line. Little bright golden ring. Take me to that fancy party, but I don't want that. It don't have meaning. I love it when you burp real loud. Say what's on your mind. Tell me all your stupid jokes. When stars collide. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, could this be any more cliched? Well, I know I'm not the best that I could be, but you're too kind and forgiving to me. All right, so she's a crazy bitch. Stay far away. No, that's not that. That's just me saying that. That's not the lyric. One wish. It's <laughs> not the song. One wish. If I had one wish, I would go back and 
I'd live again those days. I have forgotten. Now rain fell on my head. <laughs> I've awakened <laughs> with eyes wide open. I'll... Eyes wide open. Hey, God, she said that before. She's got a lot of eyes wide open here, isn't she? <sighs> Whisper to me. <laughs> Whisper to me. I don't want to whisper to me. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's not that bad is another uh, one of her songs. Yes, it is. Anyway, back to 10 types of op. This is her, her article. This is why I actually found Katie Ferrara. <laughs> By the way, the, the photos of her are exactly what you'd expect. Not Jewel, in other words. 10 types of open mics you will encounter as a singer-songwriter. So she's done a top 10 list. Good on you. Here we go. I've been singing in LA for a while now, and let me tell you, let me tell you, some of the things that we singer-songwriters have to put up with are ridiculous! Exclamation mark. And a full stop. If you are a singer-songwriter like me, please read. Exclamation mark. It's about my thoughts on open mics. Because that's what's the title. <laughs> Just in case you missed it, it's about her thoughts on open mics. Ten types of open mics. Number one. The open mic that is only popular because a couple, a couple legendary acts have played there. Not a couple of, a couple. It's a bad grammar from our singer-songwriter. The food is a bit crusty and expensive, it's loud, and the sound system isn't the best. You can't really make out what the singer is saying because the speakers are distorting and they are placed in a really awkward part of the room. The venue claims to have kick-started the careers of several famous acts, including Janis Joplin's, Nora Jones, and John Mayer. I hate all of those people. And now you will have the opportunity to play in this musical holy ground, exclamation mark. You can brag to your friends about how you played next to Bob Dylan's 50-year-old beer stain. Look. The thing about open mics is, is that um, you're not good enough as a musician yet, and I doubt you'll ever will be, Katie Ferrara. But you're not good enough to get your own gig. That's what an open mic's for. So you have to keep that in mind, Katie Ferrara, that it's not all about you. Okay, a, a, a bar, and by the way, I, I'm a musician, and I've been a bar owner in my time as well, and bars have open mics. So that on the quiet nights when nothing's really happening, they can suddenly get something happening. They don't really care about you as a musician. No one does. Let's, let's keep that in mind and read the rest of the list, if I can get that far. Number two, the open mic that selects acts out of a hat to play. You show up super early at 7pm. In brackets, the open mic doesn't start until 8, but you want to make sure you get a spot. End of brackets. You stand in line for 30 minutes and put your name in a hat. At 7.30, acts are selected at random. So if acts are selected at ran random, you stupid cow, why were you standing up early and standing... Why were you going up early and standing in line? Getting early... If they're going to pull them randomly out of a hat, you, you showing up super early doesn't mean anything... Absolutely anything at all, you stupid bint. 
You get chosen as number 35 and you wait for four and a half hours to play two of your most heartfelt songs to an empty room. You're just a stupid cow. What? So you're number 35, but like number 30's playing to an empty room. Number 31's playing to an empty room. You're standing there. What, did you think it was going to magically fill up because you were going to jump up on stage and sing... um, it's not that bad. When I woke up today, I felt like I was lost and lonely. I told you I would walk my way. I didn't want to feel that change. Do you think they were going to hang around for that or come flooding in from outside where they're smoking on the sidewalks? Oh, my God. Number three, the loud bar that has a football game playing in the background. The bar is packed and you show up thinking it's going to be a great night. There are tons of new people to meet and share your new music with. You finish playing your new song and then all of a sudden the crowd starts, stands up yelling and screaming while clapping. You suddenly realise someone just scored a touchdown and they aren't really clapping for you. I don't know what's what's sadder. The fact that you play to a, to a full room that's watching a football game. That's watching a football game. Because... Listen, people can't watch you and watch a football game at the same time. Like, if you're at one end... I've got a piece of paper here. It's a rectangular paper. So if you're at one end of the bar on this piece of paper and the TV with the football game is at the other end of the bar and the people are between you and the football game, either they're facing the football game or they're facing you. How can you... How can, oh. Number four... The open mic, you have to pre-book a week ahead of time. Maybe they're asking people to pre-book because they want to make sure everyone is good. Maybe. Or maybe they want to make sure that they get your sound right before the show. Well, you, you were complaining about the sound on number one. Perhaps they want to keep the show running smoothly without going overtime. Might be. Who knows? Well, well that sounds like good reasons to me, sweetheart. All you know is that you've shown up and you can't blade because you didn't know that you can only pre-book. Luckily, one of the acts cancelled and the sound guy said he would squeeze you at the end. So let me get this straight. You didn't bother to uh, find out anything about how the open mic night worked. You rocked up and it was a pre-booking and you hadn't pre-booked. But then the sound guy squeezed you in anyway and now you want to complain about it. What? What? Maybe you'll write a crappy song about it. Number five, the open mic that only old people go to. You are new to LA, so you research open mics in the area that are run on a Wednesday night. Well, we know what her type of research is. There's always there. It's seven o'clock. Oh, I'll go. That's her research. You find one at a folk music store just outside of town. Folk music, huh? So you drive about 15 miles out and you show up to this place wearing hipster glasses and skinny dream jeans and you bump into Adam there and he punches you in the face. No, sorry. Uh, you show up to this place wearing hipster glasses and skinny jeans with your guitar at hand, ready to make a statement to the room. I could, you, could, you, could, you could cut her angst with a knife, couldn't you? You could just cut her angst with a knife. Fuck, I hate this... Are you getting the idea of why I don't like female singer-songwriters? You notice that there are only five people in there, including the sound man who is half asleep. So why would you stick around? I can't even read the rest of that one. 
It's, she goes on about... about uh, uh, number six, the open mic that also allows comedy and spoken word. Most of the acts that show, show up are musicians who play guitar, but now and then a comedy artist will show up and crack really bad jokes about their girlfriend and then revert to toilet humour when no one is laughing. But you write really crappy songs about your boyfriend that no one listens to. It sounds about even, Katie. It sounds about even. Number seven, the bar that isn't set up properly to have an open mic. The bathrooms and the entrance to the venue are right next to the stage. Normally when you enter a room, the stage is in the back and you come in watching a show. This venue, on the other hand, just wanted to make a little extra money in beer sales and attract customers, so they set up a mic stand and a PA and called it an open mic in inverted commas. Well, that is an open mic, you stupid bent. Everyone has their backs turned from the stage and the performer looks like background music in the room. They might as well have set up a karaoke machine instead. Well, they're expensive. They can just they can just get you to co-op. Well, they, they can just rent a mic at a PA and get you to turn up and play for free. Sounds like good business to me. You're not good enough to get a regular gig, Katie. You have to do open mics and you're complaining about how open mics work. What do you think that you think the bar owners are putting these up there to further your career? You know, so you can get discovered? Did you think they gave a shit about the people that the famous people was it Nora Jones when she played there? Did they give a fuck about Nora Jones? <sighs> Number eight. The open mic that feels more like a singing competition than a community. Oh she wants a community. She doesn't want to compete. She doesn't want to differentiate herself from the other people because she wants a community. Well then why are you doing this? Yeah. There is an air of pretentiousness in this venue. Oh. Translation. Um, I've come in and heard some people already play and they're about 10 million times better than me. The open mic is very popular with musicians, but most people end up playing to an empty room because none of the other musicians stick around to hear the other performers. Musicians who play here don't even buy a beer, bring people or network with anyone else. The venue starts to impose a rule that you must bring at least two people or buy something. What's that got to do with with the singing competition? What? What? <sighs> Number nine. The open mic that the host booked so that they could be featured artists and play in front of an audience. The host wanted to find a way to play a show in front of a packed room each week. I don't know what a host is supposed to be. Is that like um, the person who's organised the open mic, the bar owner? Um, if you've run around doing the organising, wouldn't you expect that you get a little bit more than everyone else? I don't know. Do you get the feeling that Katie Ferrara is a bit of a communist? <sighs> oh, number 10. The open mic where you meet your best friends and form a band. There's something special about this open mic. Everyone is friends with the sound engineer and each person who plays is very talented. You all hang out after the set and get tacos at the food truck outside the bar. You end up chatting with a piano player and other guitarists and decide to jam over the weekend. You then form a band and play as featured artists next week. Do you get the feeling that Katie Ferrara just wants her life to be a music video? You know those shots of like musicians walking down the road with a guitar case and they're like, and it's like the sun's bright and they're walking. Sorry, the musician walking down the railroad tracks, carrying their guitar case. Yeah, gonna get tacos. <laughs> Katie Ferrara, my fucking god. 
So I'll say it again. I hate singer-songwriters, female singer-songwriters. I hate most male singer-songwriters as well. They're awful. They're awful, but female singer-songwriters, God, God. Uh, this has been the week of weather porn. Weather porn. Weather porn is sitting online watching hurricane systems smash into other parts of the world where you're not living. That's what weather porn is. And I tell you, this will be the other thing that I link to. Link weather porn site. Uh, this this site uh, is unbelievable. What it is, is I'll get this up over Katie Ferrara's stupid fucking website. Um, it's called Earth, a global map of wind, weather and ocean conditions. And you've got the earth here and you can select air ocean chem particle which whatever it is the source sources from the u.s national weather service so i had air selected uh and so i'm watching these i'm watching all the winds go around in make the hurricanes now ocean i haven't selected before so let's try that oh my god so you've got the wave height Look at this. I mean, I could just sit and watch this all day. Hang on, let's see if I click here. 6.77 meter wave heights I've just clicked. Oh, what about where the hurricane is? Hang on, because there's the other one out there. Let's click there. 7.67. All right, let's go. Let's find the highest waves in the world. Highest waves in the world right now look like they're down. Just off uh, Argentina, eight meter high waves. Mate, could we find a rogue wave? Oh, look, Antarctica, man. Antarctica has the freakiest weather systems. I mean, it's badass down there. Eight meter waves over a huge area of ocean in Antarctica. I mean, like eight, nine meter waves. Wow, big storm going on up there. Great Australian bite. We've got a major storm happening here. Six meter waves. Six and a half meters, seven meters. Off New Zealand, we've got some massive waves here. Look at that, seven meters. Uh, oh, you got huge waves on the coast of Chile. So the surf there must be insane. We're talking eight meter waves there. Where else? Let's have a look. Pacific's looking pretty uh, pretty crazy, nothing. Uh, here we go. This is the highest I've found so far. Sea of Japan, 10 meter, 10.2 meter waves. 10.2 meters. Look at this. This is just, this is just great. And this is real time. And what you do is you just you just reload the page, and it gives you like a an updated thing. So I I was watching this um, for the hurricane smashing into Florida. Sorry about that, Florida, but it was really cool. So I'm gonna go back to Earth, go back to air, go, and we got the winds flowing around the globe. I tell you, it's weather porn absolute weather porn I, I don't know i've always been i think like people go you know what career you look back on your life i really wanted i really should have studied me studied meteorology really 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 because uh, i love examining the weather and checking out the weather that's why i hated living in perth growing up in perth because there's always blue skies there and in the morning the 
the the wind comes from the east off the desert and then in the late afternoon you get the the sea breeze coming in it's called the Fremantle doctor it's called the doctor Fremantle doctor because it comes from Fremantle it cools everything down if you're lucky uh, and that's the same all the time all the time all the time all the time all the same um boring as fuck um that's why i love living in the alps and that's why uh that's why holland's turning out to be pretty pretty groovy we've got thunderstorms here we've got cool weather systems it's dynamic i love weather i love weather but what's been really interesting about the weather port this week is 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 everyone blaming uh donald trump <laughs> for the hurricane so you got hurricane season. You got hurricane season in in uh, the Caribbean Sea there, uh, in the North Atlantic, the Atlantic Ocean. You've got uh, it's hurricane season, and you get some hurricanes, and of course it's Donald Trump's force. Fault. I saw this thing where uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, what a stupid bint is Jennifer Lawrence going on about how Gaia is angry. She was at Gaia's angry at the election of Donald Trump, so Gaia sent hurricanes. I mean, this is like like when we were, lived in Uganda, we used to make fun of Africans believing in witch doctors and stuff. And yet, and yet, and yet, here we are in the first world, and Jennifer Lawrence is saying saying stuff in this interview like, Mother Nature's angry. Mother Nature's upset. It's just like, what are you talking about, you stupid, stupid woman? Oh my God! And she look on his face. Oh, I, I know what Donald Trump is all about. I know what Donald Trump is all. You don't what? No, you don't. I'm, I've seen some of the photos of Florida, and that was a hell of a system that impacted on them. And uh, the really, um, the really shitty thing about it was how everyone evacuated from the east coast to the west coast, and then it swung around and hit the west coast instead of the east coast. That was like, oh my God. Um, Florida's a tricky place because you, it's it's this peninsula looking at it and you can just get hit by either side and it can change its mind in literally a few hours. So the only way to get out is if you're driving is to go up north, up the, uh, up the peninsula. But that's where everyone else is going because there's like millions and millions of people who live there. Um, yeah, I think like uh, you'd have to have some sort of other sort of out claws. Like I lived in Cairns, um, which is a, a natural floodplain. The city's built on a natural floodplain. So it's it's actually designed to be flooded to a depth of metres with storm king tides and, and we call them cyclones. We'll just say hurricanes for ease of not confusing people. Um, every few hundred years, and they've, they've dug core samples down and gone, oh, you know, 400 years ago it was 10 metres underwater here. <laughs> oh, what could possibly go wrong? Well, the city will be fine. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, but you go with, like, the, the, the city's there on the on the floodplain. There's only about 150,000 people or 200,000 people or whatever. And then, like, five kilometres at your back is, is, this, is this sheer escarpment going up about, I don't know how high it is, about 1,000 metres up to Kiranda, it's, it's like, so you whoosh, up you go and you're on top and then go in about another 5K and no cyclone or hurricanes getting you in there. So you've got, and that's all the way down the coast. So just just go west and you're out of there. So no problem at all to get away from it. Um, but Florida, oh, Florida. I mean, if I look at my weather porn site now, 
And I'll just zoom in a bit on Florida. I mean, look at it. It's like a, it's like a big dick, isn't it? That's just sticking off the side of, uh, of the south part of America. Um, you got you got nowhere to go. And the Florida Keys. I mean, like, whoo. I mean, I've heard it's beautiful. I've never been to the states. I've never been to Florida. I've, I've never been in the Caribbean. Actually, the Caribbean, South America is this. Uh, it's really the only part of the world I haven't been to. Um, it, it it looks it looks beautiful, but yeah, it, it's just whoa, hurricane season. Don't think that'd be very much fun at all. Um, so for all of my listeners who are out there uh, in Florida, uh, I hope that you did okay. Um, uh, I hope that uh, I've sat through a few hurricanes in my time, um, and they're not fun. Uh, well, we actually did have fun, but we were we were young, drunk, and stupid. Um, but what, what with all these people blaming, and we won't go into the tweets how how people are like, oh, oh, Florida voted for Trump. We hope that you all that you all get smashed by the hurricane. I mean, wow, yeah, wow, it's pretty crazy, isn't it? Say something like that. But uh, progressives are all about um, love, aren't they? They're all about love. That's what progressives are about. Love. They're about love. Hmm. Not so sure about that. Not so sure about that at all. All right. Um, Other things to go with the weather porn um, that we've seen this week. Um... There's been lots of uh, wildfires or something over in California or Montana. I don't know. So you're getting fires on one hand. You're getting flooded out in Houston. And you're, you're getting hurricanes come through in Florida. And you know what this is? This is the weather. This is the weather, people. This is the weather. Look, we make fun of Africans with their doing their tribal witch doctor stuff and jabbering around, you know, and, oh, my God. This is, this is a really funny thing because religion, religion, originated with the weather so when 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 mankind thousands tens of thousands of years ago were hunter gatherers um they didn't really have organized religion per se because you're going around you're hunter gathering um for a start you've got no fixed fixed area uh and also you've got all all of your energy has to go into hunter hunter gathering like Australian Aboriginals, I mean, pure Stone Age, when when uh, Captain Cook and the Whiteys turned up and found them from British Empire, pure Stone Age, pure Stone Age. Um, and, they got, and they reckon they've got lots of cultural stuff. You know? Oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. We have the dream time, the dream time, and all this stuff. Okay. But no religion, no organised religion amongst the Aboriginals. No God. They didn't worship any God. They had a thing called the dream time. But there wasn't anything about gods. Hunter-gatherers don't have gods. You need to get the first point in human existence where you get religion coming up. I think it was the Sumerians or something like that. Um, is when you go towards, um, you begin farming. So we're, gonna, we're stopping hunter-gathering and we found these plants as wheat and we can plant this in the ground and it will grow up and we'll be out of field feed a lot more people than if we were um, running around chasing deer or something like that and let's say for the first 
first few years they do this, everything goes extraordinarily well. And they're like, oh, this is awesome. You know, we just can sit around and tend our wheat and happy days. And then they get a year where it either doesn't rain or there's a flood or there's a huge hailstorm that destroys all the wheat. And it's just like, oh, my God. And they don't get the crop and half of them starve to death. So serious stuff, serious stuff. Uh, and they're like, oh, man, we gotta, how are we going to make sure our crops our crops uh, come up again next year. How can, how can we make sure that the, the weather's how we need it to be? And then uh, there'll be some sort of, there'll be some sort of uh, grifter. Every society has its grifters. They're the ones that just, they grift. Yeah. Grifter turns up and goes, ah, oh, well, you need to, uh, you want to make sure you get your crops, you know, you get the sun at the right time and your rain at the right time. You need... You need to make the the weather people in the sky happy. The the, the what? The what? You got to make the what and the what? Oh man, it's true, man. Don't shoot me. I'm just a messenger. They speak to me. They speak through me. I am their vessel. I am their vessel. Like every fucking New Age wanker that you hear. I'm just a vessel. That the Holy Spirit. That the 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 universal mind. Spirit comes through me and channels itself. This is just how religions formed. And this is what grifters did 40,000 years ago. And like, well, you know, you don't have to believe me, but uh, you're going to want to risk it again with your crops. Uh, all right. So um, so what do we have to do? Well, you know, you have to you have to give a tithe, a, a part of your, your crop you have to give is uh, payment to the God. It's like a sacrifice. Oh. You shitting me? No, it's just right. So who, how do we give it to the God? Well, you give it to me and I give it to the God. Well, how do we know that you're going to give it to the God? Well, you know, I'll do this. So. Well, first of all, we need to build a really nice building to give the stuff to the gods. Oh, okay, all right. And I'll live in the building. Uh, we'll make this the nicest building in the village. Um, and, uh, yeah, the God... Uh, God... Uh, fuck, what the fuck am I going to call this God shit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, God, Jigawukawuka, Awuga, and the what? The Jigawukawuka. I can't say that. Of course you can't, because you can't channel the Holy Spirit, the Holy Infinite Mind. All right. So they they give all this stuff, blah 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 blah, blah and they get a terrible year again. And they want to come. They're going to kill this guy. who's now calling himself a priest. Oh, I know. I'm going to fucking. But he's already thought about this. Because obviously there's no God. It's like, fuck, what do I do if the uh, if the weather all goes to shit and it doesn't do what I said it would do? And of course he would have thought up something like that you didn't pray hard enough, you didn't sacrifice hard enough, maybe we need the virgin blood child of a you-know-what's-it. Uh, this, is, this is how religion was formed, people. This is where it all came from. Agriculture. The weather. The weather. This is how religion was formed. And yet here we are, 40,000 years later. We can fly through the sky. We can fly to the moon. We have computers. I'm sitting here talking into this into this bit of metal. We have metal. And this, you're going to listen to this on some device on the other side of the world, like seconds after I put it up on the internet. And we still believe in the weather gods. The weather gods. This is Jennifer Lawrence. Mother Nature is... is 
is enraged. I think that's the word she used. She used enraged, enraged. And you saw her face. It was like real, real angst and worry and fear. She's still going to fly a private jet around, but she's got real angst and worry and fear. This is just like a a 40,000-year regression. Or is it? Is it just under the surface human beings are as stupid as they always were and are willing to believe just about anything? just about anything, to make sure that they are special and they are the ones, they are the Jennifer Lawrences of the world. And blame Trump. He's the boogeyman. He's the great Satan. Trump is the great Satan. There you have it right there. It's a literal 40,000-year regression. It's like, you know, did you used to read the Asterix comics and they're worried about the sky falling on their heads? Does it seem so funny now, Jennifer Lawrence? Are you worried about the sky falling on your head, Jennifer Lawrence? It seems to me that you are. Well, yours truly, Adam Piggott, is not worried about the sky falling on his head. He's only worried about smelling good. Damn fine. And you should be worried about that too. Don't worry about the weather. Young men and boys out there, worry about smelling good. That's what you need to do. You need to smell good. So I wonder, can you buy on Amazon? Can you buy... Um, let's have a look. Can you buy this stuff? Because if you can, I'll put up. I'll put up. I'll put up links because I I get a cut. <laughs> let's have a look. Hang on, here we go. Oh my God, you can! Look at this. Here we go. Terra de Herm is for men. 1.6 ounce EDT spray. 44.49 down from 70 bucks. That's pretty good. There we go. 2.5 ounces. 68.89 is even better. Here we go. All right, I'm going to link it. I'm going to link to it uh, on this as well. And then you guys can get... The ter- and they've got everything. They've got the stick deodorant. They've got the stick deodorant. All right. I'm linking to that as well. You can all smell like me. Hmm? You can all smell like me. Um, customer questions and answers. Yeah, okay. You can't even buy it on Amazon. What can't you buy on Amazon? So I have an Amazon affiliate program. I don't believe in begging on Patreon or anything stupid like that. I have a simple Amazon affiliate program on my blog. If you, um, if you, just trying to work out here, three sizes pack. If you uh, click on it through my blog and you go and buy it, it doesn't cost you any extra money. I just get a percentage. I get a cut. That helps keep my little blog going. Isn't that nice? So there you go. I'll put some on that, some of that on there. You can smell nice. You can smell nice. Good. All right. This has been fun. Uh, you can also go to my job blog, Pushing Rubber Downhill, and you can get my books. I have two books, Pushing Rubber Downhill and Run Guts, Pull Cones. They're both awesome books of awesomeness. Third book is currently being written as we speak. Uh, you can like this podcast. You can you can sign up and you can get little notices that whenever these podcasts 
been released. You can follow my blog. You can follow me down the street because you like how I smell. Um, thank you very much for listening. It's been a real pleasure. I hope this has been fun for you. I hope the volume has been loud enough. I hope it hasn't been too loud. I'm sure that you'll let me know. I appreciate all the comments. Don't you guys go changing. See you next week.